0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Whoa, I got to fix my hair. I didn't even look at my hair. I still hear the music playing. I don't want to hear the music playing. <laughs> hey, everybody. Uh, this is Aristotle Full Throttle. Um, well, I, I I still hear the music. Can you still hear the music? Oh, my God. I've gone insane. I'm hearing the music in my head. Hey. yeah that's funny uh anyway maybe it'll stop oh here we go nope that's that's hilarious actually what if i do this I thought I had to figure it out, guys. I thought I had to figure it out. This is what I did. I decided to start the show like 10 minutes earlier because there's a bottleneck that happens. There's a bottleneck that happens right at the beginning of the show where everything slows down and stops for a second. And then I realized that if I just let it play for 10 minutes, it'll do that. Anyway, this is the Aristotle Full Throttle Show. I'll always give you an update on the uh, technical background stuff. But uh, I saw Sebastian Stan yesterday. What did you do? I saw Sebastian stand. Um... Anybody want to hear that story? (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah, Mike Tyson punched a fool on a plane. Did you guys see that? Mike Tyson was punching a guy in the head on a plane. This guy came up to Mike Tyson. He was like extremely intoxicated. And Mike Tyson decided after a a little while, I guess he couldn't take it anymore. And he started beating this guy down. Now, I heard now, Because so much of us, so many of us want to just, if you see the video, you see this dude like really harassing Mike Tyson this whole time. He's like really not leaving this guy alone. He's like not leaving him alone. And then it cuts to Mike Tyson's like pummeling this dude. And then you're just like, wait a second. I want to believe Mike Tyson had a reason to pummel this guy because this guy seemed extraordinarily obnoxious. And it turned out this dude like ended up throwing a water bottle. Adam and I was like, all right, well, that's enough for me to decide that Mike Tyson was all right in beating this guy down. Why not? Because the guy was extraordinarily obnoxious. I don't know if you've seen the video, but TMZ released it recently. And it's, uh, the guy didn't seem too, like, hurt by it. He was cut up a little bit. But it's just like, come on, dude. Why are you going to annoy Mike Tyson on a plane? Who would do that? Even Will Smith said a song, I think I could beat Mike Tyson. Could you imagine if Will Smith went up on stage and smacked Mike Tyson? What would happen then? I'd like to see him try it. I'm Aristotle Full Throttle. This is the Aristotle Full Throttle show. Oh my God, there's so much going on. I like watching um, the the Amber Heard Johnny Depp testimonies. I don't know why. I think it's like because it's like a train wreck. You're like, oh, what's going to happen next? What are they going to talk about next? It does really does sound like that uh, Johnny Depp is talking about one of my exes. <laughs> Not to speak poorly of them, but I mean... They deserve it. (laughs) No, Johnny Depp is, it seems like he and Amber Heard had one of those types of uh, uh, just, he said, she said, fighting contentious, very tumultuous type of relationship. I don't know if you guys have ever been in a tumultuous relationship or if you crave that, in fact. Hey, Infinite Third, I like that you got a Billy Mays three times uh, emote with laser eyes welcome to the show infinite third infinite third i guess you could cut things into infinite thirds so i understand your name i see you infinite third i see one third of you 33.3 bar percent i can see it and i can smell it thank you for being here we're just talking about amber heard and johnny depp getting into their contentious trauma bond that is the term that is the exact term that i learned in a situation where someone was very violent toward me (laughs) I guess we're going to talk about violence. I'll also tell you my story about seeing Sebastian Stan yesterday and getting flustered. Because I was like, oh my God. And I, I, I made eye contact with him. And then he was staring at me. And then I, I was like, uh, he, the Winter Soldier psyched me out. This was yesterday in Los Feliz. I'm not going to try to out his location. Because he was in a location that I could just say that the location would be like, oh, well, let me hang out there and see Sebastian Stan. But he was out there. It was cool. I was like, there go to the Winter Soldier. Oh my God, Tommy Lee. Holy crap, I loved you in I, Tonya. I wanted to say all those things, but I didn't because I wanted to play it cool. I'm like, yeah, I live in this neighborhood too, Sebastian Stan. Me and you, that's cool. I ain't going to say nothing. You watched I, Tanya last night, Infinity Th- Infinite Third? Okay, tell me this. Be true. Be real about this. Did you cry? Did you cry? Because I cried. That was the last time I cried at a movie was I, Tonya. I, like, wept at I, Tonya. Okay? Now, that don't, that doesn't challenge my masculinity one bit. Because that movie is a, a tearjerker. It's also very good. Also, Sebastian Stan as John Goulehie, or whatever his name is. Uh, he's great in it. But you gotta hand it to Margot Robbie for being that incredible actor that she is. And she, she's in that movie. She's great. And, oh, boy, oh, boy, Allison Janney, she earned that Oscar... Am I right? You saw her in that movie. It was like Allison Janey was going to win an Oscar eventually. But you were like, good golly, she earns it. She earns it. Didn't matter. Sometimes you give out an Oscar for people who have been around a long time, like Will Smith. And he slaps it out of people's mouths. He, got, he, he uh, ruins. Will, people like Will Smith take their best moment and make it their worst moment by uh, ruining the night for everyone. You ruined it for everyone, Will Smith. Go home. But Allison Janney in that role as I, Tanya's mom, oof. I don't ever make that noise. I've never made that noise before in my life. But I will make that noise for Allison Janney. Uh, yes, Sebastian Stan was so hateable. Answer me this also. As Infinite Third says, there was one moment that almost got me near the end. Yeah, that's the moment that got me. I know which moment you're talking about because it's got to be that moment. I was like... Ugh. I was like... Why am I on Tanya Harding's side She was the villain In the story You know I remember that I was a kid You had uh, Nancy Kerrigan You had I, Tanya You had Tanya Harding And Nancy Kerrigan Was like America's sweetheart Everybody loved Nancy Kerrigan It was like Oh beautiful Nancy Kerrigan You know And she was like And then she got hit in the knee With like a I don't know what she got hit in the knee with But a club By Tanya's Harding's boyfriend Or husband she she was fine, thankfully. She didn't break anything. She got a bruise. But the way she played it up for the cameras, listen, okay. I'm not going to sit here and blame the victim. But she really got everybody to feel for her at that moment. Rightfully so. She was the victim. But just but You know what I'm talking about. Come on. Listen, I'm not going to not going to blame the victim. But We were talking about trauma bonds earlier, actually. Uh, Infinite Third brought this up. Thanks for bringing that up. Thank you. Because Johnny Depp and Amber Heard are in court right now, fighting still, because they can't get away from each other. What those two need to do is get away from each other, but they can't get away from each other. For some reason, they're so trauma bonded that they keep trying to rile up these emotions and and then stick with each other because it soothes them. Now, if you don't know what trauma bond is, I'm, I'm not quite sure. Maybe you could help me. Maybe tell me if I'm wrong about this. But it's like, it's the abuse cycle. Now, there's the abuse cycle. It's not, a, it's not a kind of, it's not made by BMX or anything or Peloton. It's the abuse cycle. It's called, it's here. Let me read it to you. Abuse cycle. The abuse cycle wheel. Let's look at the, I'm going to look at for accurate information. This is a very simplified version. It says, one, tensions building um tensions increase breakdown of communication victim becomes fearful and feels the need to placate the abuser okay now i'm going to i'm going to take it from johnny depp's standpoint from his testimony the other day even though they're both victims and perhaps they're both abusers i don't know i don't know the real story this is just my opinion but i have been in a relationship that was very toxic and very very abusive toward me <laughs> which uh, again, I, I'm very thankful that before that, never, never have I experienced that. And then I was so I was naive to the fact that you go, OK, well, the thing was, though, I didn't like go there with the person. They would always go to this like high level of rage and their eyes would be like this and they'd be raging at me. And they you know, the lights would be on, but no one would be home. And I'd be like, OK, well, I'm going to wait till you calm down. <laughs> I would just be very, but that just made them angrier. So I said, okay, well, I'm going to go for a walk. I'll be back in 30 minutes, and then we can talk about this. But they were throwing things and breaking things, and I was like, that's unacceptable. You need to leave now. You know, see, if you remain calm in that situation, what the person wants to do is provoke you into a state of heightened fury so that then you can, they can gain some kind of control over the situation. So that was the first one. Tensions building. Two. The incident, verbal emotion, and physical abuse, anger, blaming, arguing, threats, intimidation. Yes. If you guys don't know this, like smashing things and breaking things, that's a form of abuse, actually. If you're because it's, you know, you're breaking things. It's a threat to someone's person if you're smashing things and breaking things. It's technically a form of abuse. Infinite third says, Gotta run, have dinner with my family, but I just wanted to stop in and follow you here from Twitter. We we'll look forward to future streams. Well, thank you so much, Infinite Third, for stopping by. I hope you enjoy your dinner. I hope that it is hot and uh, savory. Unless you want a salad, I, ho- I don't hope that your your lettuce is wet and hot. Here's a here's a phrase that you never want to hear: hot, wet lettuce. All right, and then three reconciliation. Abuser apologizes Gives excuses Blames the victim I get that a lot Listen The reason why I break things The reason why I throw things The reason why I Rage Is because you Did something wrong The reason why I got so angry Is because You Didn't do what I wanted you to This is kind of the psychology of the abuser And it's awful It's terrible Especially when you're the victim they denies the abuse occurs, they'll be like, and they'll say they play it down. They're just like, well, listen, it wasn't that bad. You're fine. It's just a bruise. It'll go away in three days. Or says that it wasn't so bad as the victim claims. Yes, see, that's step number three. And then four, the trauma bond cycle. Incident is forgotten. No abuse is taking place. The honeymoon phase. Yeah, so there's always this period of like, oh, there's hope. You know, things seem to be turning around. Everything seems to be great. And then... Sure enough, it happens again. So I would say to you folks out there, if anyone you know, if you're in a situation where someone rages at you, I would like for you to take pause. Not if you're a dog, but I would like for you to take pause and and reconsider your situation, perhaps leave it, if you can. It's very difficult to leave these situations. It is very difficult. A lot of people go, how did you end up in that situation anyway? Why did you like this person anyway? And um, it doesn't start out like that. It starts out great. It starts out ideal. Also, take note. If a situation seems too good to be true, yeah, yeah, it just might be too good to be true. So you got to be careful. You got to take pause. So I hear all this in the Amber Heard Johnny Depp story. I hear this. I hear it. I recognize it. And Johnny Depp basically describing how my, this partner used to behave. Similarly, this partner is, um, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to out them, but I should, but I won't. They're just, they have to deal with themselves. They have to live with themselves, which is hard enough. I imagine you see always having compassion for the other person. So anyway, i um, been listening to his testimony and he was saying about how he would come home every day from work and, and Amber would take off his boots and give him a glass of wine every day. And then one day he just decided to take his own boots off and she like, she got very angry with him. So there's this control idea, right? She's like, you need to sit down. You need to do this. I'm going to do this for you, right? Cause she has a fear of abandonment. It's almost like symbolic of a fear of abandonment that he, she's taking off his boots. It's like, oh well, now he can't run. I got his boots. You know, you could read into that if you want. You can't. You can also not <laughs> read a book, will you? But uh, I, I've been listening to the, the testimony, and I'm just like, Lord, Lordy, Lordy, Lordy. These people need to get away from each other. They do not deserve, they do not should not be in each other's presence. They are toxic for one another. There's just that chemistry, you know, there's chemicals, there's, there's things that activate people, activate. I just learned this term last night. There's a term we used to say, we used to say triggered, right? You guys know what triggered is. Listen, trigger warning. We're going to talk about triggers. Now, my problem is, my problem is that the world should be a place where you could speak freely. We should constantly be updating and, and giving people advice on perhaps what we believe is the the better, less toxic way to live. The, the, the way to live that causes the least suffering. There is a philosopher that I used to follow. He's a Peter, good golly, what's his name? Peter... He's a vegetarian philosopher. <laughs> I happen to be vegetarian as well. Um, let me look this up. Philosopher Peter. His first name is Peter. Yeah, here it is. Peter David. Uh, Peter Albert David Singer. That's like forty names. I'm just gonna call him Peter Singer. AC. What's AC mean? He cools down your your car cabin. This philosopher, Peter Singer, you should check him out. He's a contemporary philosopher. He's still alive now. He, he's a his main philosophy, which I agree with. This is Aristotle full throttle, after all. This is a this is these are words of wisdom. That's what that's the new catchphrase for the show. Words of wisdom, D U M B. Yeah, yeah, okay. It's a dad joke. Just get over it. All right. It's funny to me, and that's what this you're gonna get. When you turn on this show, you're going to get to what I think is funny. And you're going to get words of wisdom. Peter Sager's philosophy mainly is to just... In your life, your objective in every decision that you make, essentially, ought to be... Which decision do I make will cause the least amount of suffering? And that includes yourself. For yourself, too overall the net suffering in the world essentially you know there are so many things that we can do and we have to add up the suffering <laughs> quotient and see how much will yield and if it's the least amount on if you take this road that is the correct road to take essentially this is his philosophy mainly this is why he's a vegetarian he's like look i don't want animals to have to suffer their entire lives just to be killed or made into a sandwich for, you know, lunch. In the wild, animals live their entire lives in the wild, happy-go-lucky, and then one day they get shot like Bambi's mom. And then it's like, uh uh-oh. It's just a moment. Not shot by Bambi's mom, but eaten by a lion. If you're a gazelle on the plane, you're living your whole life as a gazelle on the plane in your environment, and then, whoop, suddenly one of you gets picked off and eaten by a lion. But your whole life was lovely and free. However, in you know, especially in the United States, the meat industry—they—they—they—they—they—they—they they, 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 they raise these animals in like boxes, and their whole life is suffering. So it's like, hey, if you want to eat meat, what's the way to eat meat that causes the least amount of suffering? Go hunting. I don't know. Get your own meat. Go fishing. These fish will be living their whole life, and then go get it. It's interesting. It is an interesting thing. Uh, philosophy but um, I just think that that can be applied to everything and and all the decisions that you make and people ask well what about abortion you know I don't want to really make this whole conversation about a loaded topic like that which is just it's just going crazy right now in this country people losing their rights to have a free and uh, safe abortion but in Peter Singer's philosophy, the least amount of suffering in that situation would be allowed to allow the mother to decide for herself what she wants to do with that pregnancy. Because otherwise, if you force both of them, the mother... To go to go to term, which is basically, I guess, this weird state we're living in, where people are trying to coerce women to have the children that are unwanted. Now you've got a mother suffering, and now you've got a child brought into this world that has to suffer life, essentially. So you've just added double the suffering. Suffering. What's for suffer? Chiroptera says, is there like an out online suffering calculator? I'm not confident that I could do it accurately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta you gotta put the suffering. There's a formula for suffering. It's like MX plus B equals Y, I think. Um equals suffering. suffering. Hey, look who it is. It's none other than Judy. Let me play Judy's intro. Judy has just entered the chat. Renumerator. Da, 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 da. I, get no I get down. The crowd. But I get Drum. <laughs> Hello. Hello, Judy. How are you? I heard that you had fur. Did you have fur? Did you get fur? I have fur.
1: Uh and i'm
0: having fun with my fur that is fuzz, so fun it's so fu- <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, fun no, fun no, there's a place in la and this is what it's called it's called the fur king that's what it's called i'm not joking that's <laughs> what the name of the place is called <laughs> i didn't make it up judy we were just talking nice. about us uh, suffering now uh, um you know, the I didn't want to make the conversation about the. I mean, it's, well, first of all, I was talking about Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. I don't know if you heard him, but if you heard about her and, and <laughs> dipped into Depp yet, but uh, the, this situation, <laughs> this is I, one of those.
1: You know, I'm catching glimpses of it on social media, but I haven't actively looked into the case and what's being said. Right. Um. Like I, I know that you know the allegations against him. Um. And I think that there was actually a court ruling against him earlier this
0: year, right? Um, I th- something like actually? that. I'm I'm not um, I'm not quite sure, but I just have to pause because there's a song called "Caught a Glimpse" by this band called Blindside. <laughs> you said you caught a glimpse. Everybody, I just want you to go out and listen to this song. It's great. Here's a <laughs> clip of it. Listen to this intro. Yes. Thank you for reminding us about Blindside, uh, early two thousands rock band. That's incredible. Uh, nice. <laughs> sorry, I just nice. needed to get. Yeah, go ahead. Blindside. Um, you caught a glimpse So, what was the ruling that Johnny Depp had against him? What was what was the situation? You
1: know, I, I I don't remember. I feel like they might have ruled in her favor.
0: Yeah. In terms of
1: the abuse. Um, I, I mean, mean but. So it's interesting still that he can do this defamation. So I really, I don't want to put too much information out there again because I really haven't delved very deep into this. So
0: that's fair. I I, don't want to put the
1: wrong info out there.
0: I also want to clearly state that I don't know who's guilty and who's not guilty in the situation. We don't. It's just he said, she said. Also, I'm just saying that uh, if Johnny Depp is also countersuing and accusing um, Amber Heard of mutual abuse or whatever. That should not necessarily just be discounted uh, and completely just thrown away as, you know, like, because he's the man in the situation. People oftentimes will discount the man uh, claiming abuse in a situation, and um, that's unfortunate because it it often does happen more often than we hear about, especially, you know, there's—it's very, very horrific, the the abuse that women have to endure from men in this country— Uh, And also men uh, suffer this kind of abuse, spousal abuse. And it's just not as... uh, I don't know. It's just not... It's not that it's not as taken seriously. It's just men don't really talk about it ever. And a lot of women don't talk about it. But a lot of men... um, There's like this stigma that, you know... Well, you know, they're smaller than you and blah, blah, blah. But that doesn't doesn't take the the factor of you know trauma and trauma bonding out of the whole situation it's it's just bad all around spousal abuse is a real issue uh all over the world and uh, should be yeah
1: no it's definitely real um and it can happen to anyone um it you know it's so difficult because um you know i work in an industry where it's really important like Remind bleed us where you work. Survivors, again. right? Like leave survivors.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now, now Judy, you, um, you you're know, talking about it? Planned Planned par- Parenthood. You work at pa- Planned Parenthood. Yeah. yeah. Yes.
1: And so, you know, it's really hard. Like, I don't want to dismiss the fact that, like, what what she said happened to her, right? Yes. Um. But, and, and you know, the problem with the he said she said is that there are so many times where. Because there's no actual evidence, or even when there is evidence, you know, oftentimes, you know, people will just get ruled against and, you know, someone who's committed this assault gets away with it, you know, Mm. so it's just so hard because, but if he's saying that, I don't know if he's saying he was assaulted or not also, but if he's saying that, then if the philosophy is, you know, believe survivors, like... I don't know. I'm I'm very torn right now. I truly am very torn because, you know, I just don't want this to be something where men say, "Oh, I can do this too," you know, like as a way to get out of what I did. Right, Um, like a counter. And I'm not saying right, and I'm not saying that Johnny Depp is specifically doing that. Um. But I'm just, you know, I always worry that this could be like, I don't. It's,
0: I, I think it's frustrating because it doesn't.
1: So, it's, such a, it's just such a difficult topic, and and you, everyone's experience is different, and and no one should be dismissed.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I agree. I think that um, I think it should not have gotten to this point of the whole world being involved, uh, if they have, like, a personal, a private issue, and, you know, it is a bigger, overarching uh, subject, but uh, and this is shining a spotlight on it, but I think that the two of them, why did it have to get this far? Like, because of their egos, they both have these big actor egos, and then they think that the whole world should be involved in their um, their trauma and their situation, particularly. And um, it just seems... It seems, uh, I don't know, I, I'm going to wait to see what the, the ruling is and, and how they what they say. But uh, I don't know who to believe. And it's not that I don't know who to believe. It's just that I just don't think these two should be in the same room or near each other. <laughs> because clearly right. there's just toxicity.
1: Yeah, um, right.
0: Chiroptera says, we also tend to want to blame a single party so that there's one winner or right side. Uh, that is absolutely... I totally agree with that. That's it. We want to see a lot of times people want to see things in black and white, but I definitely see this case as just ugly and messy and not having to get this far. And, um, um, right.
1: But in the true, but in most cases, right, in the majority of the cases, it is truly one sided, it is mostly men assaulting women. Um you know so it's just like and and it can be difficult to leave a situation yeah. like that. And most people don't talk about it. Um for whatever reason, maybe they're trying to protect themselves, maybe they're trying to protect um children or other loved ones. There's so many variables. So yeah. talking talking about the broader situation, right? Um, If we're just talking about this case I agree with you It seems very messy It's I don't know
0: Yeah, I don't know Well, you know, and there's also um, Again, this is not to discount The fact that uh, it is a lopsided Occurrence and issue But, you know, men will be physically assaulted By women in their relationships And it's just sort of taken in stride A lot of times and uh, it should—it's not acceptable right. in my—in my opinion, it's not acceptable ever. Uh, and there's nothing uh, that talking can't fix. I think, you know, maybe I don't know if you need a heart surgery or whatever, but uh, that's not going <laughs> to get done by conversation. <laughs> Just talking to your heart, hey heart, feel better. Um, yeah, but that—that is, that is, I think that conflict can be resolved if we get to the core of the issue, the real issue there, like the fear, you know the whole, what they're kind of emphasizing in this case is that Amber Heard has a fear of abandonment or at least Johnny Depp is accusing her of having a fear of abandonment and this is why she was lashing out at him and she, um, I forget what she, you know, she said that she had been abused in the relationship but never accused Johnny Depp now Johnny Depp I think technically is like, well everyone knows that you're talking about me and this is why I can't make Pirates of the Caribbean 27 right now because Disney don't Disney don't want a guy that has been accused publicly of abuse. And that's what he's that's his case. His case is defamation. Her case is um, assault or abuse or whatever. So it's, it's it's, that is the, that's my understanding. It might be, I might be incorrect. If I'm incorrect, please let me know out there in the chat. Kyrapto says, very difficult to consider the complexity of abusive dynamics where all parties have a place in their in their suffering. Those aberrant cases where both, all sides are messing up, are scary and hard to talk about. The second, uh, the second a hand goes up against a loved one is the second communication and love have failed. That is, uh, you know, that's tough to argue with. That I feel like if anyone's pushed to that level um. That there, there's like a serious. <laughs> there are some serious, deeper issues to be dealt with there. Um. You know, I, I just, I've never been pushed to that level. I've been very angry in a in a relationship, very rageful. But I leave. <laughs> I'm like, I am leaving now. I will be back in an hour. Like that. That's my way of dealing with it. Um. But there are people that. Can't handle that because they have it. It activates. You can't say triggered anymore, Judy. I learned this last night. It activates. their... Uh, it, listen, trigger I warning. I did not know that. You, you can't say trigger. You gotta say activated. It's like activated charcoal. Oh, <laughs> interesting. I guess. Yeah. Uh, it can activate. It's like act, act like when you activate your Nintendo. Um, it can activate. Uh, I don't know rage. I forgot what I was going to say, but you know, listen, everybody, this is an activation warning. <laughs> out there. I'm laughing because I'm just trying to learn the new words that we use, the contemporary terms for everything, because it's going to change next week. This week it's activated, so I'm I'm hip to it. Um, but you know, it can activate someone's fear of abandonment when you leave, and then. They will start to act out in a rage because, in their mind, and the, you know, I've I've read a lot about this recently in the last few years. It's like they fear death in that moment. They feel like they have the fear of death in them, because they haven't learned properly. A lot of people who have that deep-rooted fear to deal with that uh, feeling. So what they do is they lash out when with that feeling, um, to to because they literally feel like they're like their path to survival is being threatened in that moment and um I mean that's pretty deep rooted and complex so it's hard to that's hard to fix on on the first date um so (laughs) not that it's anyone else's job but that's what's going on did you see the thing about Mike Tyson beating up the dude on the plane I don't know if you saw that Speaking of uh, getting pummeled, Mike Tyson was on a plane last night coming back from San Francisco, and there was a guy... You could tell he was being harassed. There was a guy really haranguing and harassing Mike Tyson constantly. And then I heard... This is a new piece of information since I saw the video, because Mike Tyson... It cuts to just Mike Tyson doing a flurry of punches on this guy's head. Um, However, so... In my cynical viewing of this guy, if you guys watch this video, after about 30 seconds of you watching this guy annoying Mike Tyson and Mike Tyson just not doing anything (laughs) and then finally he gets pummeled, you're kind of like, okay, so what, how can I feel that Mike Tyson was justified? So I got this new piece of information the guy threw a water bottle at Mike Tyson okay, (laughs) because I'm just saying it's hard to feel bad for this guy After watching this guy, uh, really just, just really harassing Mike Tyson. But again, got turned that other cheek. Um, but then Mike Tyson walked off the plane. Uh, so far the guy hasn't pressed any charges or anything like that because he was, like, super intoxicated and maybe came to his senses and was like, oh, I was being a jackass. Maybe I, maybe I had that handed to me. Maybe I earned that beating. Um but again conf- I don't condone violence in any way any shape or form no violence please um I would have liked to see Mike Tyson challenge that guy to an actual boxing match <laughs> that way it would have been justified um yeah the second the hand goes up against a loved one is the second communication and love have failed uh, you know Anjan Ange hello Angelo. that guy must have heard that what Tyson did to them do to try to rob him in Las Vegas a few years ago I I don't know about that story Ange what do you what do you mean about that story let us know um, I'll play your intro Ange I think things are working now I've gotten around the bottleneck issue I have to start the show 10 minutes early and let it run for, and then let it go through that lag moment and then everything's fine. Um, so I just let it go on standby. But here's your intro. Oh, say, baby, I can destroy everything. But
1: I'm not. What? But I can, baby. Shut up and give us your money.
0: Shut up and give us your money is right, Ange. I would just like to say, Ange, shout I out, to Ange. I can destroy
1: everything. But I'm not. But I can
0: <laughs> we all know Ange can destroy everything speaking of violence but she means like intellectually she means Ange can dismantle I think Ange specifically in that quote correct me if I'm wrong Ange you were talking about Superman destroying the world Superman having an ability to straw to destroy the world um, Ange says about 7 years ago I think at a fee uh, uh, a few guys tried to rob Mike Tyson and well they learned the hard way. She's trying to say, <laughs> they learned the hard way. Welcome to the show, Studio Eight H, and here's your intro. Live from LA, it's AFT. Story is this Will Kager. We have yeah, seen Kager for Lina, a while. OCW five thousand. 420 artists, Raccoon Raiders! And now, introduce- Welcome to the show. We were just talking about celebrity news and you know Johnny Depp and, and Amber Heard and that whole mess that they they've gotten themselves into somehow one or the other he said she said whatever's going on is mutual abuse abuse one way defamation in the other. You know Johnny Depp uh might have a, a fair grievance if he in fact did not assault Amber Heard uh if he did not abuse you know if he's innocent let's say Johnny Depp is innocent of his the accusations, right? It does affect his, his career. It does taint his career, as it were. Not to make a reference to uh, a body part, but he, his career might be tainted uh, because I think he, they let him go out of the Mysterious Monsters movies, whatever that's called, Fantastic Beats and where to, where to drum them. That like he was in those movies and they kicked him out of those movies. He was in like Disney just said get out of here. Disney and Warner Brothers especially especially, were like you can't be Jack Sparrow anymore, even though that's like his most beloved role and he probably would have made three hundred Jack Sparrow movies. I still haven't seen the last two, actually, but uh, you know, it it, it did affect him. He did get fired from those from those jobs. Amber Heard, um, if she in fact was abused then she has a uh you know a a valid case to take against this guy and he does deserve to not work anymore so i mean but just think about all of the abuse that goes on that we don't know about and we don't hear about um it's interesting it's really interesting what has amber heard i don't know what you heard but i i they they you heard he says she said you heard um Yes, indeed. Chiroptera, don't see the fifth pirate movie. Bad. All right, good advice. Thank you very much for that advice. Um, (laughs) Don't see that movie. It's bad.
1: (laughs) I don't think I've seen it either.
0: You haven't seen it? No. Um, Well, I feel like I just lost track of them. When, did Barbosa come back? Did, did Jeffrey Wright come back? Because he was great. To also, he gets underrated. Also, Bill Nighy played J.V. Jones. Remember that special effects where his face was an octopus? That was cool. Yes.
1: Yeah, his whole face was, cool. was
0: like... That was really cool. Um. So, anyway. I, I thought those first... Th- I, th- I thought the first movie was great. You know, I saw the first movie when it came out. I saw it at a drive-in. Um... The person I was with, they said, that first of all, the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie, when I saw it, I just kind of went into it going, this is a, a theme park ride. What? We're going to watch a mm-hmm. movie about a theme park ride? Right. As soon as the movie started, and horrific, ten, right? 10 minutes in, I was like, oh my God, I have not seen a swashbuckling <laughs> pirate movie that I'm totally invested in, in forever. I don't know if I've, it might have been the best pirate movie I'd ever seen. And it it was like old Hollywood and it felt and immediately Johnny Depp's character is captivating. You're like, who is this weirdo? <laughs> you know, and he and Jack and Jack Sparrow works way better as a side character. You know, if there's a central story yes. like you've had uh, Orlando Bloom and Kira Knightley as the love story in that movie. So that's what we were like. Oh, cool. And then, you know, it's a love story between the two of them. And that's really the central the rest of the movie and then you've got the backstory uh, the side stories the b story of jack sparrow and his feud with barbosa and you're like oh that's cool too but it just jack sparrow just works so well as that side character and i and i've heard that the fourth and fifth movie really central like kind of push him into the middle to make him the lead character and it doesn't really that's why they don't work as well maybe but uh i just thought that that movie was great and then at the end of the movie i i like turned to my friend at the time. I was like, wasn't that movie incredible? And she was like, that was terrible. <laughs> and I was like...
1: No way! I love yeah. that movie.
0: I know. It's great. And I was like, she was like, it's, it was so bad. And I'm like, wait a sec- What? We watched the same movie just now, right? She's like, yeah, that was terrible. And I was like... <laughs> uh, and I was so baffled by it. I was like... And I remember the whole drive home. I was like, really? You really thought that movie was bad? And she's like, yeah, it was just so bad. It was just really bad. I'm thinking that movie was bad. And then... I was like, I, I literally at the end of the conversation, I was like, I think in like 10 years, that's going to be a classic. <laughs> I think we just watched a classic movie. And
1: uh,
0: <laughs> I was right. <laughs> and there's nothing more yeah. exhilarating than being right. <laughs> 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 I mean, because you know what you get when you're right? A whole pocket full of uh, absolute nothing. Let's see. And so you get a. Yeah, you get nothing. Uh, Anne says, yeah, apparently he missed the third Fantastic Beats. Chiroptera Kyra- says, what are your favorite swashbuckling style films? Well, Pies of the Caribbean, the first one. I like that one a lot. That's just a good movie. Problem was, the second two movies were so extra. It just And they felt like bonus material. And they felt about one-fifth as good as the first movie but they felt like ten times the amount of stuff. Do you know what I mean? It was like a fraction as good as the first movie, but so much stuff? <laughs> you could just tell they tried so hard to follow up that movie with, like, good movies, and they were okay. They weren't classics, though. And they were just okay. I just did, I did like David Jones's face, though. It looks It still looks real. His octopus face. His octopus. Um... But uh, yeah, that's uh that was one of the that was one of the my favorite uh, swashbuckling movies. Another swashbuckling movie. What would be another swashbuckling movie that I like? Hmm. Oh, like Princess Bride. Princess Bride. That was the exactly. That, that was the <laughs> one that was popped in my head. anybody want a peanut? <laughs> I didn't even mean it. Um, I actually got the to play. <laughs> I played Fezzig at a show last like October. I played Fezzig, and I came out, and I dro- I dropped Westley on the stage or whatever. That was that was a, she was a dancer dressed like Westley, and I dropped her in on on the stage. And I was like, because I'm a giant, you know. And that was like the the idea, and um, I kept saying, I'm gonna say. And then everyone's like, don't do it. (laughs) Don't do it. It's going to be embarrassing. I'm like, I think it would be funny, though, if I just turned to the audience. and But uh, I ended up not doing it. I ended up not doing it, though. My instincts were to do it, ladies and gentlemen. But out of consideration for everyone else who was running the show, I decided against it. But my instincts were right. I know my instincts were right. (laughs) People would have laughed. Um. (laughs) But that's the other one. I learned last night <laughs> that it's not Wesley in that movie. It's Westley.
1: Is it really? Yeah. I did not I le- know that.
0: That's what I learned. Um. But that's probably my my other. What are your favorite swashbuckling films? There's those two movies. Um, there's another one. Maybe Goonies has some swash and buckling in there. Uh oh, Corruptors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Caraptor says Princess Bride's reputation lists on nostalgia and a fun script. It is ripe for a remake with better cinematography, cinematography and oreography. Uh, I don't know. I, I it, could, it could do a remake. I just recently rewatched it and I was like, it's fun. It's a fun old movie. It's an old movie. It's like 30 some odd years old. Um, and it's got like a it's just got like a style of um, humor that rob reiner but uh yeah
1: even i'm sorry even back then though like it was meant to look kind of cheesy right like the special right. effects weren't supposed to be top of the line like when he's on fire you totally right. see the difference you're yeah. meant to see like it's, it's meant to look cheesy so no i feel like it holds up
0: Oh yeah. Well, they do the sword fighting on like in like a sound stage. It's like it's clearly a sound stage. They're not on a mountain. But it, I mean, yeah. Right. I don't know. I think the story itself is is good and and carries over. Um, I think that uh, you know, if they do make a remake, they better bring Peter Falk back from the dead to be the grandfather because he's he's so great. He's so great. <laughs> They did a remake with uh, Deadpool recently, and and uh, like a remake. Well, Deadpool two the 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 extended cut with which or the re-release film. Um, Fred Savage, fully grown forty year old Fred Savage, was in the bed, and Deadpool was reading him the story <laughs> throughout the whole really? movie. Yeah, so the whole movie was re-released in the theaters, and they added all these extra scenes. So and from that, I think it was like the Christmas version or something. I don't I forget, but that was the whole hook. So they would cut back to Deadpool reading the book of Deadpool two, to a fully grown Fred Savage in the bed. <laughs>
1: that is so amazing.
0: It's amazing. I remember just seeing the preview for it. Every commercial. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, calm down, fully grown Fred Savage. <laughs> you know, and he's just, just listen to the story. Um, yeah that's great i really like the race as a swashbuckling piece the great race what's the great race i don't know that one let me see let me google that one Swashbuckling. I don't know I know that one. let me google swashbuckling films swash what is even swash and buckle swashbuckle what does that mean let me see i'm googling it
1: does it, does it have something to do with the actual swords like
0: um, what do you do with them? What like sound they make? Oh, engage in the daring and romantic adventures with bravado and flamboyance. Oh, that's a whole different idea, isn't it? With bravado oh, yeah. and flamboyance. Because I thought. So it was could, like, the, ch-
1: the Zorro, could the Zoro? Could the Zoro movies be swashbuckling too?
0: One hundo p. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. So the Zoro movies was pretty good. Um... I guess Desperado also. Any movies with uh, Antonio Banderas? Yeah, right? Yeah. Swashbuckling movies. But then there's like the old ones with Errol Flynn, which which I thought was great about uh, Pirates of the Caribbean because I felt... Yeah, most of these, I think you have to wear a funny hat uh, as part of it three musketeers <laughs> you gotta wear a funny hat that's, that's what it is about I think um ten best swashbuckling movies in cinema oh Gene Wilder he swashed and buckled before cool I mean a west like a western in culture. what Let's see the prisoner of Zenda. I don't know what that is that looks oh it's black and white therefore we don't watch <laughs> it. the Avengers Robin Hood those are good another Errol Flynn the Seahawk the Mask of Zorro Buccaneer. Remember that? Oh, you didn't go to Islip, but the isops were the buccaneers. Oh. Yeah.
1: <clears throat>
0: Swashbuckle. Ouch. So today's episode is about uh, Amber Heard, Johnny Depp, and swashbuckling. Hmm. Uh, that's a good... That's a good. Uh, now I'm going to look at swashbuckling through a whole different lens. Because... Uh, yeah. Yeah. You got to wear a frilly shirt and a funny hat, and hopefully, <laughs> you got a sword involved. Some kind of sword. That seems to be. That seems to be the way. <clears throat> How was your fun? It always, what, what, it
1: always brings me back to the, um, the Seinfelds. Um, shirt? I don't want to be a pirate. <laughs> I don't want to be a pirate.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Recently. Recently, the show Seinfeld got dragged all over the internet because uh, obviously it's a different time. And then people were just like, wow, this is the most overrated show in history. And again, it's just, you know, when things come out in the time and then they're sensational. 40 years later, they're not going to 30 years later, they're not going to be as sensational. <laughs> let's just say. Right. Let's, just, sure. let's just acknowledge that as a species. Um, When the show came out, it literally was like. This show is about nothing. Like they would say that over and over. The exactly. show is literally about nothing. And it was funny because they would usually sitcoms had some kind of like through line or some story, some relationships between characters that were important. Seinfeld was specifically about nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like that that was the point of it. They were just like, oh, uh, look at this nail clipper i have a nail clipper now there's an entire show about clipping nails and nail clipping <laughs> it's nothing it's really yep. about nothing and that was kind of the whole point of it so when people now don't get the joke and they're like the show's about nothing it's overrated and it's like well you you nailed it you just got it right hey is this will welcome <laughs> to the show will is this will has as just in time well, Let's what's place <laughs> You got the touch! Is this will? You got the power! Yeah! I gotta make Chiroptera an intro, cause Chiroptera means bat, I think. I think that means bat. And then I'm gonna put your face on a Batman suit and then he's gonna and, and he's gonna say, Where are they? I don't know. Maybe not. Is <laughs> this Will? Um well Chiroptera points out and reminds us all Star Wars stays sensational. Um yes, however, I would like to say that I saw Star Wars, the original Star Wars, like I watch it like every year. Let me just face it. I watch that movie all the time. Um it's starting to get a little cracks around the edges. <laughs> it's starting to show it's starting to become a little threadbare. I was watching that movie and I was like, ooh, there's some seams breaking here. <laughs> Although, I'd have to say that the movie Rogue One just makes Star Wars that much better. Not that it could had much room to get better as a movie, but if you watch Rogue One, every time I've seen Rogue One, which is about four times, as soon as it's over, I'm like, I gotta watch the first half hour of Star Wars now, because it just feels like a, a continuation. It's such a... That's the out of all of the Star Wars features that have come out that one i feel in retrospect is the only one though Star Wars post original series and post prequel series the ones from the last 10 years that was the only one where i feel like like that it's kind of doing something for the series it kind of does a little thing here and there for the series um so but Star Wars is is quite, quite sensational i mean it's a phenomenon it's the, it's a really cool thing to have happened in cinema history. And uh, let's see, Is This Will says, remember my classic catchphrase, George Lucas is kind of a hack. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You could quote. <laughs> you could quote Is this will Is this, 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 this Will Rock you. Sing it now. <laughs> is, is this Will's like George Lucas George is kind of a hack. <laughs> <laughs> But you don't have to take my word for it. All right. Well, let me just say, uh, you just got home from physical therapy, is this, Will? What's going on? Did you twist your ankle? Are you okay? Do you need, some, do you need someone to rub, like, mentholiptus memph- uh, uh, vaseline? Uh, what is that stuff called? It's a tiger bomb. That's it. Does that help? Does that ever work? I have to say that I hurt my back one Their time. And icy
1: icy hot and all that good stuff. I think it does.
0: Yeah. Because I'm remembering but, I had like a, a heated patch. It had all this Chinese lettering on it. And I was like, there's some ancient wisdom in here. Just for, I could deduce from the packaging. And uh, I put it on my back and it did help. It did really help, actually.
1: <laughs> he suffers from aging. is oh. what he says in there.
0: Yeah, we're all dying from that disease. That's a terrible one that affects us all from the moment of birth. Chiroptoros says, you got it. Mentholiptosis of Asalinus. That sounds Greek. Sounds Latin. Um. Yeah, I was talking about philosophers today. I was talking about all kinds of stuff. And this the exit song on. Let's wrap this up. Uh... Well, so it was, it was. Yeah, you suffer from aging. Well, I was just having this conversation last night about uh, skiing. I was like, I was, I was talking to somebody, I was like, do you, Do you go skiing? And they were like, Well, I go snowboarding. And I'm like, Okay, that that's that makes sense because both your feet face the same way in that. <laughs> and skiing, every time I hear about skiing, people's knees go this way and that way, and I'm like, Well, maybe it's because you were on skis. I always hear about skiing injuries. I was watching, oh, sadly, last week when I was watching Moon Knight, catching up on episode three of Moon Knight, there's a guy in the show, and I was like, oh, yeah, that guy died. He's a young guy. Oh, no. He's a young guy. Yeah, he was like 37, something like that. He died recently, and um, he died from skiing. He died in a skiing accident, and I was just oh, like, no. well, Yeah. Sonny Bono died in a skiing accident, like a yes. like so, so gotta be careful. Gotta be careful with your skis. I mean, seems like fun. Go go ahead and have that fun. I won't join you. Is this Will says, but it doesn't mean that they haven't employed another hack. Hacks on the payroll. Yeah, George Lucas didn't care anymore after I think The Empire Strikes Back. I think he stopped really caring. And that's that shows in in, in the work actually. Kenny 2, 2, 12023 12023 December uh oh, wait, hold on. How did I do this? Anyway, Kenny, hi. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Oh, Natasha Richardson also, right. She slipped, fell, hit her head. And um that's that is important, guys. If you ever hit your head, if you ever get bonked on the head, and also uh Speculation about Bob Saget's death was the same—that he slipped, hit his head, went to bed, and just didn't wake up in the morning. And that—that's happened. Um, both of my parents actually know someone who died that way, and it's not very—you um, know—you got to look out for these kinds of things.
1: An old like nursery rhyme or like song, sing song that we used to say.
0: Yeah, it was like if the old, we... old man. He bumped his head went to bed and didn't get up in the morning or something like that right
1: yeah and it's like damn that's actually true like you really should tell someone if you bump your head
0: well it must be a a fairly common occurrence throughout history to have a nursery rhyme uh written for it and we all know nursery rhymes are all freaking morbid <laughs> they're all about right. death uh, but i guess they're to teach kids about to be careful in some way you know some right how does that, does anybody remember that tune? How it goes, something, uh, it then Old man snoring. The it's old raining, man is, it's pouring. It's pouring. Ah.
1: It's raining. It's pouring. The wait.
0: The old man is, old snoring. Man is snoring. He went to bumped bed and head, bumped his but, head. Yeah, bumped his head, went to bed,
1: and didn't get up in the morning.
0: Ooh, that's dark. That's dark. You know what I saw that was really dark? I recommend well, activation warning. Um, the this movie I saw about this guy, Jimmy Saville. It's on Netflix. It's dark. It's It's creepy. Apparently, this guy was like the na- the national hero. The, the basically the mascot for UK. This he was the most beloved public figure. I talked about this the other day. And I, I just basically have to say that. I guess every country has to have their Michael Jackson, uh, this untouchable beloved figure. Who's also a freaking monster. It's, it's oh no!
1: Just
0: crazy. Yeah. Oh my God. It's crazy. It's crazy. But again, people that get to that level of, I don't know. There's a lot of people that can achieve that level of notoriety because of the fact that they're like complete psychopaths and narcissists. <laughs> they could just easily get, get there because they have zero care zero fear and uh and all of the audaciousness it's interesting it's really really it's crazy because you look at this guy and you're like clearly this guy is a creep (laughs) but somehow he won over he's one of those guys that you see out he's one of those crazy guys that'll be at like a big barbecue you know, there's like 50 people at the barbecue, and there's this one guy that everybody's like laughing at all the time, and, and they're like kind of ostentatious with their look, and they're over the top, and you, and they're just like blow-hard, kind of loudmouth, trying to say things. And I was talking yesterday about how do not confuse the loudest person in the room with the funniest person in the room. But there's some kind of there's some yeah. kind of weird yeah, there's some kind of weird charisma that this guy exuded that it's it's inexplicable. It's uncanny. And um there's always that guy. You gotta now I'm saying to myself, I remember that guy growing up. Like you <laughs> see the guy at like the bagel shop, the loudmouth, he's always talking to everybody, just goes up to people, just pokes them, start talking to them and stuff. And you're like And everybody's like, ha ha ha, that guy, you know. Now I gotta look twice and you are saying, this, this is the kind of guy. This is the kind of guy that's probably no good up to no good be suspicious is this will says i always suspect that their vices is what drives their desire to ascend and thus be protected insulated from consequences yeah yeah you're right they they feel untouchable and this guy blatantly was untouchable he so many complaints about him and, and people just looked the other way because of his status his popularity it's horrible. Same thing with Michael Jackson, protected, insulated. But you know, if someone builds an amusement park on their front lawn because <coughs> they want to have kids over, that's that's a red flag, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say who my neighbor was, but my neighbor was pretty creepy. Every year he would build like a haunted house. He would start building it in like August or July. And then by Halloween, he'd have this haunted house in which all the kids in the neighborhood would go. With, and it just gave me the creeps. I was like, I don't, I don't, I think this guy's up to no good. I don't think he's, I don't know if that's an innocent. If you ever see a 50 year old man making balloon animals, run. Uh, Corruptor says he also <laughs> seemed to be extraordinarily intelligent and attuned to what people wanted to hear, which is terrifying. That is the master manipulator for sure. There's so many people out there that, um, Thrive on being able to ma- manipulate others and to bring it full abuse cycle back to the beginning of the conversation. It's just that's what happens in, in an abusive cycle, too, in a, in a toxic relationship. At first, things seem great because there's are, there are good feelings associated with all of that. There's too good to be true feelings associated with mm. all that. And then something goes awry, but then you think, well, if everything felt good up until this point, then how do we get back to that good feeling again? And you kind of keep going through that cycle and never really getting back to that original feeling because, yeah, you're chasing the dragon, as it, as it were, as uh, people who struggle with heroin addiction say. You'll never get that original feeling back. You'll just keep chasing the <laughs> dragon. And on that note... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Such a positive 8- note. I know. How do we turn this boat around? It's too- Studio 8 says usually those types of people are overcompensating for issues they have. Agreed. Um, they're extraordinarily overcompensating. This dude, by the way, was rubbing elbows with Margaret Thatcher... And Prince Charles. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Insulated. Protected. High status. Creep. Look at him. Just look at him. You're like, this guy's a creep. Everybody seems to like him, though. He almost seems... The footage from this dude from like the 60s and the 70s almost looks like it's faked. I think probably because it's digitally enhanced. But it almost seems like they faked it and they just took some guy from modern day because he was so anachronistic with his look he always he didn't look like he was of the time he dressed very um eccentrically it just looked like he was a modern day guy just thrown into this the culture and the norms and the weird vibe of the 50s and 60s and you're like wow this dude (laughs) d-g-a-f um studio adh says prince andrew isn't coming off so princely right now either all right yeah because he was on that boat he was with the is this will says are we talking about Prince Andrew Six minutes past the hour <laughs> 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 Is this will perks up Is this will said uh, Let's see uh, Well, Let's see I gotta get more sound effects Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. <laughs> okay um knowing glance says this as well yeah well, i don't know we're not i guess we're we're wrapping up that conversation um i did see i'll, t- I'll talk about it briefly again i saw the nicholas cage movie i got an advanced screening did i tell you about that judy i would rather just talk about Prince. Um, me too
1: you did tell me you got tickets to it i didn't hear how it went
0: Um, I got an email from Lionsgate and I remembered signing up for free. So I do a lot of movie reviews, my channel, Aristotle Full Throttle on YouTube. If you go back and watch those videos, please do there. I think I spent a lot of time making those videos. (laughs) So hopefully you enjoy them in retrospect from movies that are from basically five years ago. Um, I did one every week. I did a movie review every week of a new movie that came out. And, um, I signed up for a lot of how do I get free movie tickets? Cause I was going to the movies every week and I, I just signed up on these random lists. And every time I never got free tickets ever, except for the other day. <laughs> finally, actually one time I got tickets to see John wick two So then I had to watch John wick one and then go see it. But, um, I did before get... So it might have been Lionsgate again. So this time again, they just sent me an email. Hey, you want free passes to the new Nicolas Cage movie tomorrow at 7.30? I was like, sign me up admit 1. <laughs> and uh, went and saw it. And it was like a very studio... Like there's all these reserved seats for studio executive. It was a studio executive. Studio executive. Um, I don't know. I don't think that Nicolas Cage was there. But it was very... It was like one of those events where, you know, it was like kind of... They didn't take our cell phones this time. When I saw John Wick, they took everyone's cell phones, put them in baggies. Yeah, like you couldn't do anything. And it was only two days before the movie came out. It was on the Tuesday, three days before. It was on the Tuesday before the Friday the movie came out. And uh, so I saw this one last Tuesday. And I'd have to say, I didn't know that Pedro Pascal was in the movie. So I was delighted to (laughs) see Pedro Pascal in this movie and Nicolas Cage is good as Nicolas Cage as Nick Cage nice. and he also plays Nick Cage if you if you watch the movie you'll know what I'm talking about but he's Nicolas okay. Cage and and Nick Cage, Nikki Cage and the relationship, the bromance that Pedro Pascal has with Nicolas Cage is really fun. <laughs> It's really, it's, it's adorable. You're just like, Oh, I, I could, I could watch another movie of this cause it's ridiculous. Um, so it's really, really comes down to a buddy movie. Um, I did relate to a lot of it in the sense that Nick Cage plays an out of work actor, <laughs> Nick Cage. He's like, I need to make a comeback. Uh, I need a, I need a new gig. So he's, he ends up writing this new movie with, um, with Pedro Pascal. It's a whole story. It does remind me, it reminds me a lot of the movie adaptation that Nicolas Cage is also in.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> but the whole structure of the movie is very similar to that, but it's a different backdrop, it's a different thing. So it's kind of a little bit of a rip-off of Charlie Kaufman's concept, but the, it's original in its content. Um, but structurally, it's similar. Isis Wilson, bravo. What's up?
1: It sounds like fun. It sounds like a nice experience.
0: It's fine. It's fun. Yeah. If you go to it just don't be like this movie's going to blow my mind. Just go into it being right. like, "Hey, popcorn, soda. <laughs> Let's go watch this." <laughs> I went into it a little biased because it was free. And there's all these people excited to see it and um there was this guy behind me who was so obnoxious. He was, first he was on his phone before the movie started, and he's like, I'm trying to get, uh, and he was like having a breakup, sounded like. He was like dumping someone on the phone, but just talking oh, no. really loudly, and he was dressed really like, you know, over the top. He, he was he was coming off like a a Generation Z influencer, and it was really, but like trying so hard. And then he just go get, stands up, and he goes on. He's like, yo, what's up, Instagram? I want to, we're here with Nick Cage. We're going to watch the movie. And he starts to do this, and then I was like, tag me in it yo shout out Nick Cage I was like yelling into his phone because he was standing up right behind me doing that so I was shouting into it making sure that they heard whoever was watching it could hear me trolling the situation because it was annoying and then this guy during the movie was saying he was just yelling things out and that's what I was saying before about the loudest person in the room versus the funniest this guy was the loudest person in the room didn't have a funny thing to say but kept talking (laughs) Which is interesting, in the sense that I could talk about it now, and we can all laugh about how stupid it sounds. Studio 8H said, "I like when super quirky actors are in movies playing themselves, Malkovich, etc., waiting for Goldblum to do one of those. Oh, that would that would be great. That
1: would yeah. be so great. <laughs>
0: I I watched the world according to Gold Goldblum, Jeff Goldblum, on Disney, and I can't stop watching it." I just push play and I just let it go because <laughs> there are. I think the first season's six episodes and the second season's like sixteen or something like that because it's just too it. It's just too compelling. Yeah, my friend Christine, who has been on the show, is in an episode of that. She's she's plays one of the people who's an enthusiast for escape rooms. So it's I don't know like episode ten, season two or something like that. And I, and it was fun to see her on the thing with uh, Christine and her husband. Are escape room enthusiasts. I have a lot of stories about Christine. She told me about TikTok when it was called Musically. I met her at VidCon like five years ago. And she said, uh, You need to download Musically. And I'm like, Okay, what's that? She's like, And everything sounded alien to me. And, and she's like, It's this new app. And then so I started putting like music clips on it. So if you look at my TikTok, the first couple of clips on there are from like five years ago because it used to be called Musically and then it turned into TikTok. Um, she also will call me randomly, just randomly, and she'll be like, are you on Clubhouse? And I'm like, what? And she's like, you don't know about Clubhouse? And I'm like, Christine, I only ever learn about these things from you. So tell me what this is. <laughs> <laughs> so she, she graciously guides me through every new trend. Uh, so shout out to Christine Barger. Follow her. She's Puppet Girl. She does the escape rooms. Uh, I'll have her back on the show. I don't know. We'll we'll talk to her soon. That
1: would um, be
0: great. Yeah, she's she's fun. Goldblum is seeming. What's that? No, I said she's fun. Yeah, she's totally fun. And Judella 19 is always fun. Thank you for being here, Judella uh. 19. <laughs> oh, I don't know how to stop the clapping. Uh, everybody just wants to cheer. Um. I didn't even know she was listening, says Will. Yes.
1: He's talking about his mother. You have to look.
0: Uh, oh, I gotta scroll he's... up here. Yeah. You said popcorn soda. Literally, when my mom was in uh was passing me in the kitchen the microwaves and soda, she yelled back, I got it. Obnoxious name, always <laughs> the answer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the popcorn and soda. I love the popcorn and soda. I'm confused. Wait, hold on. My mom was passing me in the kitchen with microwave. Oh, oh, she was passing right by with popcorn and soda. When I said popcorn and soda, I was psychically linked to you, to the microwave at your house. Um, <laughs> I had Mr. Pib and I put vanilla, a vanilla shot, a cherry vanilla shot in there and also strawberry shot on the way out. I got another gallon of it on the way out. I went over to the machine. You know how they got the soda machine where you could build your own soda? yes uh, those are really cool they are pretty cool i was like filling it all up with soda. i don't know why i put like such little ice in there but then i just drink the whole thing in like three seconds i don't know how i can drink all that soda it's crazy one of my because fourth grade is tasty soda is so tasty why do they make it so delicious oh so you can <laughs> keep drinking it yes Mrs. Will says, one of my fourth grader guitar students hipped me to the Musically back in the day. Yes, Musically. I remember there was Musically, Live Me, and live Lee <laughs> all at once. And I was just wow. like, I can't keep track. I was on Live Me, I was a host of a show there. By the way, they tried to big time me one time, and then I big time them when I was on TV after that, actually. Because <laughs> <laughs> they were like this. Oh, they were just, they were rude. Not, uh, no shout out to live me. They were sketchy. Cause here's why they need, they owed me money for like weeks. And I kept saying, um, I keep coming in and hosting the show, but you guys owe me money from like a month ago. And then they said, yeah, yeah. Our money is being caught up in China. And I'm like, your money is caught up in China. (laughs) That's sketchy. And then they sent me a check. For, you know, the $500 they owed me. And it was a personal check. <laughs> and I was like, you guys are supposed to be an organization. A corporation. Wow. You sent me a personal check. But I just cashed it. I'm just saying. That check was five <clears throat> weeks too late. Um, So, that was my experience with them. So, I, I, I kind of like... If you guys watch, I don't know where you would see it, but when I was hosting the last few episodes of when I was hosting their movie show of the week, it was a live show. I'd go into the studio and be a host. I just let it all burn down. <laughs> I just like I was like, "Let's watch the chaos ensue. Let's see what happens." And they got all stressed out because like I guessed he was cursing up a storm, and they were like, "Stop cursing!" And I was like, I, I, "Yeah." Anyway, Jared, tell us more. And he was. <laughs> <laughs> it was insane and he was losing he was going off it was pretty funny he's a shout out to jared sadly uh i I won't i won't mention that but jared jared he was a cool dude he is no longer with us anymore but yeah he's uh he was my last guest on that show and uh he made it all worth it It well i'm gonna go cook some dinner and mop the floor i think um
1: sounds productive
0: I think so. Take some food. Um, I was supposed to have lunch today uh, with a friend, but they said, I have a better plan than Uh-oh. lunch. <laughs> and, well, when <laughs> they were like, rain check. I was like, okay. They literally were wow. like, oh, I got a meeting that came up for one. And it, it, they were essentially saying, uh, I'd rather hang out with this person.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's
0: fine. That's fine. It don't matter. You know, people people be busy. I don't take it personally. Sure. Except I do take it personally. But I don't. But I do. I guess that's the lesson. We got to roll with the punches. The world is going to be a certain way. When people say trigger warning, activation warning, or something like that, you're like, all right, well, I got to go through life knowing how to deal. If I get triggered, maybe it's more important that I learn some skills so that I could cope with those feelings instead of trying to, instead of raging at people who might say something that might activate a very few, you know what I mean? There's a, we can't be playing necessarily. We all, both things need to happen. People need to be a bit more sensitive with what they're saying and how they're saying it, but also people need to like get their stuff together and not be so frail when ideas are presented to them ideas that are contradictory to their own i think that that's a that's a real i just i find it alarming when campuses college campuses because of money reasons start adjusting their curricula to be limiting of open chat and open ideas. That's what happens. Right. That's what happens. Is this Willis? Dual chatting right now. Is, what are you playing? Halo in the chat? Us <laughs> is. Resilience is getting rarer these days. I agree. Resilience is not making a comeback. <laughs> oh, I'm making myself laugh on that one. Uh, resilience... Is, is is no longer thriving, but uh, yeah, resilience is very is very rare these days. The, the idea of if you are insulted, it's okay to be insulted, but you also have to be like, look, that was, I don't know, some things are going to be insulting in life, but you can't govern everyone else's speech necessarily. You have to go, you have to put a better word out there. You have to be a better person, a better advocate for better things. and I think, I don't know. We were talking about briefly about that yesterday, about how Judy, you ever say you guys to a group of people who are, don't identify as guys?
1: I most definitely have, yeah.
0: So I was just saying that yesterday, and I don't think it's it has ever, in my mind, ever been an exclusionary term. It's never, it's like the the core of that term is to be inclusive in a sense but
1: right but it can so it can make people feel like they're not seen or that they're being excluded yeah so um it's it's really it's it's hard so um you know i do try to now just say the word hey you know Hi everyone or hey folks or you know just try to find terms that are just more inclusive
0: yeah yeah it's, it's, I, it's do, a-
1: I, I say guys all the time I call I say dude right I call women dude all the time but, yeah. but I have to be careful like if it's with my friends maybe that's one thing I wouldn't necessarily say it to someone not, who I'm not close to
0: right I think if someone specifically comes up to you and says, "Hey, look, that that term offends me," that's one thing. But I think if you say it out of just hand, out of hand, because you're just talking and and that's something that you're you're just sort of like trying to get everyone's attention, and that's what comes out of your mouth. I don't think that necessarily that that is an aggressive thing, even though it can be seen that way. It could be. It's right. but I also, yeah
1: it's not it's not overtly aggress- it's not it's not intentionally aggressive but right i think the one thing that a lot of people are talking about now is um intent versus impact right so you might not yeah. intend to offend people or to harm people but you still can harm people right um and you- just knowing that that's a thing is really important
0: where and do we draw the able- go ahead
1: no, just being able to apologize. If someone says, if someone tells you that you did or said something harmful, it's important to, to be able to apologize for that and then try to make a change. It doesn't mean you can never say, Hey guys, again, but you want to be careful in, in what situation you're saying these things. So you're not no. you're not making people feel excluded.
0: I just wonder, like, if there's a degree of harm that is caused. Like, is that... I mean, I don't know. Like, for instance, people used to say, that's mighty white of you.
1: Ooh, which is rude. Which is pretty awful, actually.
0: <laughs> yeah. But I don't know if that is... You know, I can, I'm i trying to liken it to that. Because guys are typically... Ref, are, Genderizes male, or you know the male, uh, or, or masculine gender is, is guys. is generally what g- guys are identified as, and uh, you know a guy is that is just the common vernacular. But w- at what point is it? <laughs> oh yeah, Chiropter says we need a suffering calculator. We do. <laughs> That's what we're gonna work on. We're going to put a little, we need to have a coefficient of suffering. (laughs) Like, like what is the coefficient of suffering when you call someone guys? Like, is that the real issue? Is that the real pain that's being caused? Or is there, like, for some people? I wonder if some people are worried, are just trying to, I don't know. That's a loaded question, and I'm too hungry to discuss it. (laughs) Yeah. We'll we'll have
1: to come back to this, because I definitely have lots more thoughts on it
0: yeah i i I do too maybe we'll talk about that with y'all tomorrow the uh, (laughs) i personally really lean on y'all and folks lately because um you know it's you just don't step in it you just adjust you adapt that's what we do it's fine right it's not hard it's really not hard I, I was talking with someone a couple months ago And they were like saying I don't get it They Isn't they plural I don't get they And I'm like Why do people want to be called they Like what Like?" And I was just like I don't know But it, uh, it Like It takes two seconds To adjust to that. Right it doesn't,
1: Of course it,
0: It's not hard <laughs> Is it hard to, st- to Instead of saying he or she but Saying they no, Is that hard not at all is that an inconvenience in any way? I don't think so. Not for me. It's pretty simple. Oh, they like if someone's like, my name's Michael, call me Mike. Okay, Mike. Right. <laughs> my name's Michael. Call me Michael. Okay, Michael. Right. <laughs> uh, this wasn't wasn't difficult for me. Uh, hopefully, it's not that difficult for you and uh, it doesn't cause that much suffering it's as well says, I remember that South Park game with the difficulty screen basically being picked how dark your skin is yeah that's hilarious that, that's true that, that there's also a Simpsons reference where they like um there's a Simpsons like a color panel of like light skin people and then like who do we arrest or something like who do we ignore and then who do we arrest and it was like the darker skin panel it, it's a very funny uh very true Uh, Thing you know, it's funny because it's true, Uh, you know. That whole thing is a whole other discussion for another day, too. Where you go, uh, last 50 years, you got comedians like Richard Pryor and Dave Chappelle, and every black comedian ever saying, Hey, isn't it crazy how the cops beat us up? And then, like, and it's just a joke for decade after decade, and then two years ago. We all witnessed a horrible murder And now everybody's like Oh, that whole thing About cops beating up black people And mistreating them that oh, We should do something about that <laughs> It's like right. T- right Or some people just realizing that that's a thing Oh, did you know that that's a thing? Well, yeah Because every single rap song By black rap artists And every single comedian Who's black talks about this for decades and decades and decades yet somehow suddenly this is magically occurring to people as uh, true but again that's another Simpsons did oh my my go-to flip has been to use their proper pronoun aka actually using people's names yeah use people's names I just refer to everybody as they because that's a safe bet (laughs) it's a safe bet It's easier. You. It's not hard to understand. When I was talking to Tim the other day, they said this. You know, I don't know. Benefit of the doubt is invaluable. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us, Judella 19 You're always a pleasure. You always bring so much to the show. Thank you so much. And it is time to go. Oh,
1: my God, the quarterback is tall.
0: Bye enough
1: is enough i have had it with these monkey fighting snakes on this monday to friday play game over man it's game over all
0: right bye everybody (laughs) good night everybody